Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning into Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to give it a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Sarah Galley. She's the co-creator and host of the podcast, Andy's Girls, devoted to all things Real Housewives and Bravo. Guests have included housewives from New York, Beverly Hills, Orange County, New Jersey, Dallas, Potomac, and Miami. Okay, literally everyone. <laughs> as well as numerous Bravo-holic writers and comedians. The show is a mix of C-SPAN and Ian Fix My Life, with discussions of franchise plots as well as the psychology behind the drama. Andy's Girls can be found anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Welcome! Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. And Iyanla Fix My Life is like such an underrated gem of a show <laughs> that I feel like I feel like it could be Bravo worthy. I think I I appreciate Ayanla's methodology <laughs> as well as frankly her behind the scenes strategy getting back in Oprah's good graces yeah. after like firing herself several years ago to be a big star. <laughs> yeah, I have found this little niche with Andy's girls because I feel like there are a lot of recap pods and, and interview pods. And what's interesting for me is talking with Bravo celebrities and Bravo influencers and everybody's a Bravo holic at the end of the day about why these women are doing the things they do. At the end of the day, I want to understand like if someone is going batshit crazy on camera, what is the percentage of influence from fame, production whispering in their ear, and then also just these women who seem to be operating at an 11 in their personal life. <laughs> like, why are they doing these things? I find it fascinating. I've been doing a lot of rewatching lately of just old seasons. Yes. And that always reminds me that these women could have like the pettiest feud from six years ago yeah. over like you know, a, a stem of a wine glass for yeah. Beverly Hills, for example. Like, it could be over the dumbest little thing. And we as viewers forget. We're like, what's their beef? I don't understand why there's yeah. so much anger towards them this season when a few seasons ago they were best friends. And it just, like, reminds me of even, like, real things in my own life where yeah. I'm, like, you know, looking back a couple of years later at, like, another friend and I'm like, oh, why don't we talk anymore? I'm like, oh, that minor, very small <laughs> thing that, like, bugged the fuck out of me. Are you <laughs> like, a petty person in your personal life? I used to be. I used to be really, like, ooh, Super sensitive uh-huh. and like very um like just sensitive to like when people would do anything that would like cross me a little bit. Yeah. But now like I don't have friends in my life where like those are issues. And I feel like as I've gotten older and like gone to therapy and like mm-hmm. kind of maybe worked oh, through therapy changes <laughs> it. It really does. But like kind of working through some of those issues mm-hmm. made me be like, oh, okay, like if I just like stay in my own lane and if I'm a good friend, then if people yeah. aren't that way to me, then fuck them. Like Fuck that shit. That's very smart. I feel like that's very emotionally mature. I mean, again, lots of money. Caduce <laughs> <Therapy. laughs> to you. Yeah. In the words of Her Holiness Ramona oh Singer. Caduce. Caduce. Well, this past weekend, everybody has been talking about the SAG Awards. Jen and Brad back together. Oh, the my God. The photo that changed the decade. A millisecond. That's a really a moment that will live on. I, you know she is like, why the fuck? Did I let him touch my hand? Like, now the internet is ablaze with the rumors. I mean, his speech, first off, 
probably the best speech of any awards show so far this season. And I think it really got him the Oscar. I think he will get an Oscar because obviously he did great work in the movie, but also because that speech was like fucking terrific. <laughs> They're like, what's he going to do at the Oscars? Oh, yeah. No, wins? it's it was hu- humble and funny and dry and endearing. But the whole time, as soon as he got on stage, I was like, fucking Pantagen, Pantagen. And then when he did the whole like ex-wife humor, I was like, fucking pantogen like it there was like a 10 second delay i'm like what the fuck are you guys doing there should be a camera person stationed next to her exactly at every single moment if he's on screen oh for real bless them well people were talking about that and however however i was talking about the pan over shot to meryl streep where we got a glimpse of the one and only lala kent in the background wow bravo lovers really really freaked out over this Fascinating. Uh, it kills me that Lala has crawled her way up to a place where she's like attending all of these really high profile award shows. Because of Rand, who is, is he like the fourth producer on this movie? Well, that- he, like, is a pocket producer. Like, he just gives money. Like, I, I don't think he's doing anything that involves like actual, like, creativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's <laughs> like- not there data. But where is the money coming from that he's putting up? I have so many questions. I am. So- endlessly fascinated by money and suspicious money. And so with Rand, I'm like, where the fuck is all this coming from? Because she's on a PJ every day of the week. And for the movie shit, I'm like, what does this all mean when it comes to award season? So if it wins the Oscar for best picture, which it very well could. Ten noms. Is he going to be... Because you know what? There's like a cutoff at a certain point for which producer. (laughs) Is he going to get a motherfucking Oscar? I don't know. Well, at least he'll have like on the credits, like I won an Oscar. Like I worked on an Oscar, like Oscar winning film, but like, I don't think he's like going up on stage at the end with like the big crew of everybody. You know, Fofty is Googling the fuck out of that and being like, do I get 50%? Do I get waist up or down of that (laughs) naked gold man? Well, see, I think that has something to do with where he's getting all the shady money. One, Randall's a big gambler. Like he was on the poker series and he did all those poker things. So he's a big gambler. And then the fact that Fofty Gate happened where a million dollars was owed to him years ago, I feel like Randall is just like maybe winning a lump sum of money, putting it into a project, then like taking money from other friends, maybe winning a little bit more, losing less. Like I feel like his money is just so it's not secure. It's not secure. And even like her being like the PJ, like he doesn't own the PJ. He's right, not like John Travolta it. like pulling into his home like <laughs> airport. And frankly, that's the goal, you guys, yeah. to be a pilot for Qantas when you're yeah. like flying to your Scientology yeah. compound. Oh my god. Oh my god. But I died when I saw her with Meryl Streep. Hey, I mean, she's an actress. Like, she could end up being the next. <laughs> Wait a second. So, uh, why is this just occurring to me? Remember those pictures with um, Pacino that went viral oh, when it yeah. was like. This was for this movie, wasn't it? Was it for this oh, movie? Oh, no, no, different? no. That, that was, was a different That movie. was like another period piece. <laughs> like, so when the fuck is that coming out? Or did it yeah, come out and did I miss it? Al Pacino, Lala Kent film. Are the we fact- sure it wasn't for this movie and did and got like I'm cut in post? Because I'm almost positive because Kate Bosworth was in this one. Oh, then it's definitely a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry to Kate Bosworth, who is 
one of those women oh that's like constantly God. on vacation and I want to understand the secret. That's Wait. the Oprah Speaking secret. Speaking of I people get. who are always on vacation, what is going on with Kate Beckinsale? Why is she dating all these like 17 year old men? I don't understand her. Who has she dated after Pete Davidson that's I 17? Saw, I think Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, I don't know who these people are. Yeah, no, I don't know who he is either. Um, but I just keep seeing her with these young men and I'm like, girl, just <laughs> good for her. I guess. Listen, we but should young take weirdos. Back. Young weirdos. Like not like if she was like with like some I mean, maybe she likes those guys with everybody tattoos. Everybody has their taste. I know. Okay, what is this movie that she is in? Access Sally. <laughs> when does Access Sally come out? Is she Sally or Access? I don't I think she's like the prosecutor. I feel like she's playing a oh lawyer, God. which I is can't wait. even odder. Okay. As someone who went to Snakes on a Plane opening night, <laughs> sat in the theater, had the fucking time of my life, I I will probably go to this in a theater. Yeah, I mean, I want to support. Did you see her murder movie when she played a girl in college that like maybe got bludgeoned or did the oh, bludgeoning? Oh no, the row. I have to draw a line that. at some point right, 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 when right, it right. comes to my right. Bravo yeah, dumb. Yeah, yeah. And like I have like a whole list of like ideas for bonus episodes I want to do. One is one being like the row recap. And then I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing with my time? Like this needs to be my full time job if I want to really be putting that kind of power and manpower into this. You know what I would love if you did a reading of the row. Oh. That would be or of maybe like a um what the fuck has Rinna done? Like maybe or actually Rinna's stuff is probably too good. If like, you need something <laughs> terrible. Like has Jax been in a movie? Like <laughs> yeah. there's a there's a real there's a leg there's a pump rolls legacy, mm. I'm sure, of just like right. shitty stuff. I mean, we could even go Deep into like Laura Lee being in that Jennifer <gasps> Aniston movie, do a live reading of all of Laura Lee's lines. Which Jennifer Aniston movie was it? Really oh my failure god, failure to launch. I don't know. Was Laura, it? I don't know. Wasn't Laura, Laura Lee, Lee in a, a genuine prestige movie? I think she was in something. Serious, we are the Millers, which I saw. That's opening night. No. <laughs> Oh my God. I would say shout out to Laura Lee, but my God, poor sweet divine spirit Laura Lee really made some sacrifices oh, to yeah. it was- get fucked by Jax on <laughs> national television. Okay, what is she? Oh, she's doing a, she's doing a one one spot in Blue Bloods. And well, that's cool. My friend's a writer for them. Maybe I can get on set and meet her. <laughs> Wow. Oh my god, I'm going The dream. That would be the dream. She, yeah, no. She she was in Gossip Girl. <laughs> now I've got a Oh my god. I've got a lot of work to do this weekend. Well, good for Laura Lee. I'm glad that her career has continued. <laughs> what about Vale? What happened to oh, Vale? Vale's a mother now. Okay. So she can't work. <laughs> I'm like, that's all I know. I haven't seen her. Veil, I'm like, veil. am dot, dot, dot. Is she, like, um, is she a mommy blogger? Can we follow the baby on Instagram? Baby Vale. Baby Vale. The official Instagram of Vale Bloom. Thank you for making that official. And where did she went to, like, Princeton or something? Do you remember that? Yeah. So strange. How far they fall from oh the Ivy League God. school. That was an odd season of Pump Rolls, I gotta say. I don't know what she's up to, but her Instagram bio is questionable. It says mustard seeds, period, and bonsai, period. That's her bio title? That, that is her bio. They, speaking of all things. As I follow, I'm like, I can't believe I wasn't. 
Following her. <laughs> Speaking of all things John Travolta, it would be great to have like a surviving Scientology um, style, like where are the tertiary characters on pump rules? Like yeah. hearing what the fuck is going on with Vale, what's going on with Laura Lee. I mean, in five to seven years, James is going to be God oh, knows where. Yeah. It's There are some real – there were some – genuine plot points and those people just like full on disappeared it's kind of sad yeah because like we watch them and I feel like people might like get accustomed to like being seen on TV and then they just get cut and then it's just gone forever unless they do go to another reality show like Faith did Love Island I think oh yeah 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 no no no, she didn't do Love Island no or she she did like the challenge yeah the challenge oh X on the beach okay got it got it got it got it which is on is that on MTV yeah God bless and that's poor sweet Faith got fucked like badly in a way that I don't think anyone else has. Like, hers was especially bad because Jax was driving the narrative. Yeah, and they didn't let her speak about anything. I don't know. and But she always – she rubbed me the wrong way, too, because it's like she was, like, recording him talking shit about Britney. So it's like even if you did want to, like, you know, genuinely hook up with Jax and, like, have it be a thing between the two of you to, like, whip out your phone and start pressing record. Seems like it was, like, a little bit malicious and she knew what she was doing when she was trying to get him to hook up with her. I hear you, but my thing is, if you're going to fuck a pathological liar, like, you're you're going to need some of those receipts because you know he's going to be like, this never fucking happened. Like, they could be, like, mid-thrust yeah. and he's saying, I'm not here right now. I'm at CVS. I'm, like, putting in a coupon, buying some whatever. I'll see you in five. Like, yeah. there is no way except to, you know, have some receipts on hand. But then on the flip side of that, then why are you having sex with, with him? But, you know, God bless. Her choice. Her body, her choice. Ladies supporting ladies. <laughs> ladies supporting ladies. I have faith in faith. <laughs> well, speaking of a lady I am supporting, Megan King Edmonds and Jim Edmonds have been going through Helen back since they have announced their split. So... We have a new update on their relationship. Oh, tell me. Megan has a podcast, which didn't know existed. Called, Just started, right? Yes. Called Intimate Knowledge with Brooke Burke and Lila Darville. Lila <laughs> <laughs> I lasted like I lasted like eleven minutes, and oh, then really? I listened. Which again, again, I don't know. I listened today, so I've been really busy. But on this podcast, she opened up saying that she feels super betrayed because Jim is now dating a woman that him and Megan used to have threesomes with, and they went to Cabo this past week for a friend's birthday. Who did Jim and this woman? Yeah. And that's how Megan found out about all of this. So Megan also said she's been staying in California for the past three weeks while her son goes through this therapy thing. Probably like a neurological. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her son has like various... Yeah, like, like brain issues. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She's been there for three weeks, and Jim decided to come down and stayed in Newport Beach for only three days, which is like an hour away from where Megan was staying, close to the hospital. So for those three days, the woman that was oh having the threesome with them was staying with him as they like kind of like started their little fling, and then the two of them went to Cabo together after. Did he see the kids during that time? Yes. So they said he'd go – he went to the hospital I think once or twice. 
Okay. Just for like the three day period that he was like there. <laughs> okay, I'm in a devil's advocate. Okay. And I'm a huge fan of MKE, love her to bits, would love to see her back on the show, want her to be happy and healthy in her life and like bless her for what she's going through with those kids. What's what's the actual problem here? Because they're they they've split up. So what's the, he's going to he has a history of fucking women. In their marriage, during it, before it, obviously, and after. So what's what's the issue? Well, see, that— Like, what does he owe her? Well, that's kind of what I'm confused about, too, because, one, they let this woman into their relationship consensually together. She said then that he was having a sexual relationship with her without Megan throughout the marriage that she didn't know about, I guess, until recently when she, I guess, confronted this woman about everything. Wait, sorry, say that again? So the woman— Wait, Megan is saying that the woman and Jim fucked during their marriage? Yeah, outside of the threesomes. Okay. Yeah. So that's an additional layer to this. Uh But I don't know what this means. And now Jim is obviously saying, like, this is not true. I was never friends with this woman. Megan was the one who begged me to have threesomes. Which, like, I'm like, I don't know. And Megan on the show basically said she's like, I only did them to make him happy. And also... Let's not threesome shame. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, whatever the fuck you want to do, as long as it's consensual, that's, like, entirely up to that. I'm sure he was, like, lighting his candles in their boudoir, like, cuddling. I don't think there were probably many complaints. Like, I I don't get this whole, let's try to shame my soon-to-be ex-wife by saying she's like bisexual or whatever. I I think that's odd. I feel like everybody is like making threesomes and bisexuality so taboo, especially in Orange County when we've always known, Vicky's always kissed women Mm -hmm. on screen. Tamara has always been very open about how she feels about women and rubbing her boobs on people and, and has opened up on the show saying, oh, I've had threesomes and now Bronwyn comes about and, you know, everybody has like something to say about it. When it's like, so many couples do it. Maybe some couples don't choose to talk about it on television, which might, you know, make people su- surprised. But probably more than you think, people would be interested in doing that as a couple. After totally. a very long time or even whatever. In their case, you know, a couple months into their relationship, which it's like, Megan, you always knew Jim was a little shady. That's how you met him. And this is, Megan is his, what, third wife? Am yeah, I making I that up? So. I just feel like he's a piece of shit. Be happy that he's fucking someone who isn't you. You know what I'm what I'm saying? Like, it's I would be just more concerned if he's going away to Cabo or whatever. Like, don't spend the money that's in the bank because half of that's probably mine. Yeah. But B, I just kind of feel like is he as long as he's seeing the kids, that's what you have to focus on. Whatever he tells like us weekly or whatever his new publicity team over at usmagazine.com for whatever reason. I just kind of think it's like dumb. I just feel like they're getting divorced. You know, Vicky predicted this almost to the day, which is shocking. Um, But they've split up. So like if he's connecting with someone that they may have experimented with in the past, it, I feel like that almost makes sense. You know what you're signing up for. If he slept with her before, yeah. he was like, that was great. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go back. And yeah. he's he's essentially single. I mean, they haven't 
formalized or finalized their divorce mm-hmm. to my knowledge. So he should be able to date. She should be able to date. He doesn't owe her anything right now. There's no trust there. And she doesn't ho- owe him anything either. Like this is the kind of stuff where it gets kind of strange and muddled for me because I'm never going to pick a side. I will always stand for Megan King Edmonds, like no matter what. But I also feel like this is not the argument to have or the fight to have publicly because it's not like you're estranged and mm-hmm. trying to work on your relationship like Shannon and David, you know, where this is going to come up. It's going to come up naturally and it's something that's going to like trigger the wife or whomever, the husband. It, you're, you're, it's over. Like, let him do whatever. Just make sure he's signing those checks and seeing the kids and call it a day. I completely agree. And like, she's the one who brought this into life. And now she's confused as to why, like, he's responding to the press and why there's so much buzz about it. It's like, well, you brought it up. You put it on your show. And that's, it, it, you create the fodder when you talk about it. And let sleeping dogs lie. Like, just move on. You're right. Like, let make him just sign the checks and see the children. No disrespect to Megan, whom, again, can't say enough, love to bits. But it reminds me a little bit of what Jeff Lewis is doing on his show, which is constantly shit-talking Gage in a mm. way that I'm like, your child is one day going to be able to Google this shit. And, like, why are you giving this much info? Yeah. There is no need, unless you are trying to manufacture a publicity campaign against this person, who P.S. is going to be in your life for the rest of your child's life. (laughs) So like, why are we doing this? Like, I know it's different, potentially different with Gage and Jeff, possibly, although not really. I mean, they were together longer than Megan and Jim have been to my knowledge. And Jeff is different in the sense that he's just like naturally combative when you have a reality show called Flipping Out and you (laughs) are the primary flipper. I mean, that is a sign that this is just like another day at the office for him. But I just feel a little bit like, okay, you guys are split up. You're split up because you're no longer in love with each other. Maybe you hate each other. Think about the kid. Like your kids are one day going to have access to this information. Isn't the fact that like their court docs are probably going to be public enough yeah. You know, like, aren't we? I don't know. It's so easy for me. I don't have kids. I have a beta fish named Archie Bador in honor of um, <laughs> oh Shan, for whom I stand. Um, so I'm just trying to keep him alive day to day. But <laughs> I, so I don't have kids. It's very, and I've never been married, God bless. So it's very easy for me to like quasi pass judgment. But I also think you have to be thinking about those kids first. And we're living in a world right now where, first off, you're all of these people are in the public eye, whether or not they're still on a reality show, even though all four of them are not. But you, your words carry weight in a way that is unnatural. Like Mm -hmm. Jim's previous divorces, maybe they were, you know, publicized a little bit because of his career as like a baseball player. Who the fuck cares? (laughs) Um, Go team. Uh, Go team. Right. But I feel like if you know this shit's going to get out there, they're just trying to inflict pain on each other. And I always think about the child or kids. Yeah, I hope Megan maybe realizes that and starts, like, putting a lid on this and just, like, let your divorce happen and keep it moving. Because, like, I mean, we saw with Shannon and David, like, he started, like, bringing things up that she was Mm. doing publicly and on screen. Jason with Bethany, like, being Mm. like, you're doing this. Like, you're adding fuel to the fire and then allowing him to then find reasons to make things worse for you in the long run. 
And it's tough, too, because Jeff has his show, and now Megan has a pod. And her pod, is it about, specifically about, like, relationships and intimacy? What's the Um, name of it? It's, like, We're Fucking or something? Like, it's, like, literally about sex. Intimate knowledge. Literally about So that's tough, because it's, like, you want to bring this shit to the table, plus you know it's going to, like, make little waves. And you want your pod to be successful. So I get it. You're going to pull from your personal life. I just feel like pull talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about it's as much your story as it is his but if you're doing it in a way to kind of like blame him for this and you guys are already split up if it's lessons i've learned and things i would i wouldn't do again then that's one thing but this is it's rough tough stuff it's not it's not a easy situation i would say well, that the fact that you brought up Jeff is great because I just read on Facebook like an hour ago oh, that God. he's potentially dating – that Gage is potentially dating Chaz Dean, the hair guru. Oh, yeah. What's happening with I that? I don't know. I've just been seeing it. Let me see if I can find anything. So – and they had – so one of them, Chaz or Gage, had a, um IG story up with, with Chaz's like assistant who I remember seeing on frequent flipping out episodes. <laughs> if that is accurate, that is hilarious to me because Chaz is or – and or was one of Jeff's biggest clients. Personally, I think it's bullshit. I don't believe that it's true, but I'd love it if it was. As long as Gage is okay losing hair, because I think that's what Chaz is most well-known for right now, which is like making (laughs) shampoos that make women bald. Wait, really? Bald is beautiful. So... That's going to be his new marketing campaign. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of iconically bald men, Tom D'Agostino from the Raw Stars of New Jersey. That was a segue that I'm proud of. That magical. That was really great. So this story was uncovered back in 2017 and was resurrected when Martha Stewart came on to watch What Happens Live Mm. this past week. So... A little history. Martha Stewart lived in a penthouse in the city in the 1960s, and Tom D'Agostino— In the 60s? Yeah, I guess she's like— She doesn't age. Yeah, Yeah. she doesn't age. She's perfect. God bless her. She's written 96 books. Yeah, she has. That's incredible. One for every year of her birth. Yeah, exactly. Phenomenal. (laughs) Iconic. So Tom ended up moving into the penthouse that she was once living in, and she ended up visiting the former apartment again and made Tom an apple pie. Brought him in a like pie pan, I guess. And then she told New York Magazine, which I'm really proud to work for New York Magazine, <laughs> in the midst of all of this hard-hitting journalism that they do. And she said, I think the fa- I, he liked the fact that I brought him an apple pie. He still hasn't returned to my dish, though. So then this past week, Martha Stewart went on to watch What Happens Live. Yes. And a caller called in and asked about Tom D'Agostino and the pie. And they asked, how pissed were you when you he wouldn't re- return your pie dish? She goes, well, the apartment looks so different. He kind of ruined it. And uh, we'll leave it at that. Oh, my God. I love Shady Martha. I love this is a crossover I didn't know I needed. Yes. Martha Stewart and Tom D'Agostino having a beef. Like, I feel like it'll never be squashed oh unless God. she gets the dish back. How much tail is he getting from this fucking story arc on New York Housewives? It's probably the best thing that's ever happened to him. Can I show you an image? No. I will. Okay. No. For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. 
StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. <laughs> After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off you guys and you get a deal look at that post this on the bravo happy hour instagram i wasn't gonna do it but now that it's being brought up um so and i should probably show you a text that i got when i'm on on my way we're all showing receipts so a couple weeks ago my friend was at a bar in midtown he sees lou okay he sees lou and then obviously starts taking pictures of her obviously as one does yeah uh okay wait let me i'm just like going back and she's making out with a bald man. Wait, this is when? Two weeks ago. Is it Rich Super? So we is can't it tell. We can't tell, but you have to see these videos. Wait, because I know what he looks like. It looks just Wait, like, you have video? Oh, there's video. Where is this? Barbalude. No. Yes. Danielle. Okay, 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 guys. So for listeners not in New York, that is a very ritzy Upper East Side. All of these, I fucking love the New York housewives. They always go to like so the classiest places. You'll see. Look at her. <gasps> Literally hiding her smooch. Wait a second. She's trying to hide a smooch. Oh, my God. I'm like almost turned on by this. Oh, she is, she's am. using her black fox fur as a disguise and is swallowing a bald-headed gentleman whole at the bar. Iconic. I don't know. Okay, so then there are a few more pictures. And that's not even on camera. That's just a day in the life. And then he was, she was leaving, and obviously my friend was, like, blatantly taking photos and videos, and she was like, you two boys have fun tonight. <laughs> I love that. Luan, I love her so much. I've interviewed I, her on Andy's Girls. Really? I went to Yeah, I went to a filming for this upcoming season, uh, I want to say last month, um, which was her workshopping her new show. I fucking stand, Luann. <laughs> like, oh my lo- God, I you think- have to put these on IG. Otherwise, people are going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? It like looks like his big bald head, but it also could be the big bald head of her current boyfriend. And you know what? This is not. You know how I know this is not Tom D'Agostino because this is a guy that chooses to shave his head because the, you can. You know how it's like you have that shape. It's like after. Uh, it's like five o'clock shadow. But it's like a five o'clock shadow for a shaved head. And <laughs> I gotta tell you, I am so into this. She looks fucking Luann looks amazing every year. She gets younger and younger. Looks great. Has a great little glow about her. 
is living her best life. Galentine's Day is just any day for yeah. the Mandela Saps, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I, I was really happy when he sent that to me. He, like, called me, like, four times. This happened at, like, 11.45 at night, and I woke up to, like, four missed calls from him, and I'm like, I hope he's okay. And then I see, like, in our group chat, he's like, oh, my God, Countess Luann spotting. I'm like, oh, my God. And he didn't want a selfie with her? That would be my number one. I know. I guess he was trying to respect her when he she blatantly was hiding the making out oh my God. from she him. Would have loved it. <laughs> yeah. She would have loved it. Oh, I was really, really taken aback with the the video. I'll post it onto Instagram. I wasn't going to because I thought it was going to be weird and like it'd make me seem weird. But whatever. No, Lead talk about it. a happy hour. There's right. nothing happier than a little waspy, slobbery makeout session on the upper E. I love it. I love it for her. I'm so happy for her and her journey. I mean, she's definitely on a journey and I want to. I'm dying to see Hunters and Friends again. I hope she brings it back to New York. Well, now she's doing. So, what's the name of the new? Show? I, so, I saw a 30 minute preview of her new show, which is, I think it's called Wait, 30 minute. A preview, a pre, like a 30 minute preview. Like they're workshopping it, so it's it's going to be a longer show. But Wait, we saw, like, like a show show on TV. No, like a new cabaret show. Oh, like her okay. new her new tour. I was no, like, God, whoa, no, whoa, whoa, God whoa, forbid. whoa. Um, uh, I think it's called like Fuck Mary Kill. I may have gotten that wrong. Which Sonia participated in was adorable. It was genuinely so funny. I was very into it. I mean, I would love to see them pretty much doing anything. Yeah, they're a great little comedy duo, the two of them together. Well, because, you know, she's a cabaretesque star. She, she created the art form. Mm-hmm. And then Luann has been a hostess in all throughout Europe, you know, for a very long time. And now she's really getting to put that to use. Those two talents together, plus a whole lot of sparkle. I'm down to clown. I love it. When do you think they're going to get a podcast? I mean, I feel like they're doing one if you just close your eyes every <laughs> week, Wednesday at 9. <laughs> I mean, that's as close as we're probably going to get. When are we going to get gifted with the Real Housewives of New York next season trailer? Soon, right? I I would think so. Correct me if I'm wrong, but 2019, we had Beverly Hills in New York in the same week, right? Because I remember I was at work and left a meeting and started screaming when it was either – I think it was when New York came out. I was like, excuse me for one second, and then I watched it 15 times. (laughs) Um, And I was leading that meeting, P.S. Um, (laughs) So I th- last year I, I want to say 2019 we got it in the same week. Beverly Hills is supposed to be out was supposed to be out one or two weeks ago. Like it was it was already supposed to be out. So I'm guessing legit any day. And then New York I would say should be there shortly thereafter. Because I'm looking here, last season was March 6 was the first episode of season 11 and all of New York. Yeah, and then seven through ten came out early April. So I think. It's probably within the next few weeks if it's going to be doing the March cycle. When did Beverly Hills um, start in 2019? Let's get... This is a fun little research show. I'm very into it. Oh, my God. I love doing research. No, I love that. Keeps it fun. Because I also hate being like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So actually... Very interesting. So this is the same cadence. The last four seasons were all early December... And then oh. this this past season was early February, so it looks like there's a they're a month behind. Well, I know they're doing pickups. It says March 2020, but this is also Wikipedia, so like this actually could have been like a super fan being like, this is what I'm guessing. So, what are your thoughts on this whole Mishagoss with Brandy and? Um Denise, what do you believe? Brandy tweeted something yesterday about like lesby, whatever. Like she's just putting le- in every tweet, she's like, "How can I use the word lesbian or les or lesby as be much honest. as possible?" Um, I honestly think they definitely hooked up. 
I think it's probably a thing. But I also think Brandy is now like exploiting Denise and their relationship. Like Denise and her could have had like a sexual relationship. Like let's not forget on Atlanta, like Kenny and Portia were hooking up or like tried to like there were people were hooking up and people probably do hook up on these shows. We just don't know about it. But I think there's like I mean, I'm definitely on it right now. I'm definitely on Atlanta. I think people have hooked up cast members. Like I had guests come on the show and they completely convinced me that Phaedra and Candy would hook up. And that's why Phaedra ended up like screwing over Candy with the Porsche thing because she was jealous. Wait a second. Pause. I'm You're like, saying that Phaedra and Candy fucked around? Yeah. What? Donkey booty. Yeah. I 100% don't believe that. But if that was true, that is like an extra 15 layers on top of an already incredibly complicated situation. You don't think that that would have come out on the blogs during that whole thing if people had real receipts? Or is this just a genuine concept, idea, narrative that people have created? I don't know. I had a guest come on the show and he said that to me and he was like, that's what I think definitely happened. And then based on just like seeing them and how everything ended up with them, because then, you know, Portia, not Portia, uh, Phaedra Phaedra and Candy weren't friends anymore. They took Todd's side and you know, Candy's a freak and like is down. And I think you know, Portia and Phaedra had like freaking frack. So maybe when Candy and Portia started kind of like getting a little flirty, Phaedra started getting jealous. I don't know. When he told me to me, I just was like, I'm giving suspicious eyes to this. But if it was true and or if it something like that ever came out on like the blogs, fascinating. Fascinating. But in the meantime, you don't. So you think regardless of whether or not Denise and um, what's her face, Brandy hooked up, Brandy's just exploiting the fuck out of it to get back on the show. I think so. And like, even like, I don't even think she's like going to get necessarily back on the show, Mm. but it just seems unfair that like she's using Denise as Mm -hmm. like her way to get back up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's just not fair to Denise who probably is like, all right, we did fucking hook up, but like. Stop bringing it up. Like, yeah. And did Aaron know? Like, what's the deal here? Was she, was she allegedly, 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 like, was she cheating? Did he know? Was he involved? Like, what's the timeline? What's the frequency? (laughs) Then there's like a whole thing. Did you hear this whole fucking thing that like maybe he accidentally committed bigamy because he was still married to Nicole, Nicolette Sheridan? Like, their divorce hadn't been finalized when he and Denise got married. Wait, what's bigamy? It's when you're married to more than one person at once, (gasps) two people. Yeah. I could see that happening. Can and Denise doesn't seem like someone who's like checking the paperwork. <laughs> like I really don't think she's like, let me see the marriage docs. Or she like, got married in crocheted shorts. So God bless her. That fucking <laughs> lace out that romper jumper situation, which she had, what's his face doing? Like 45 minutes. Iconic. Showing up late. She was oh. so easy breezy to that wedding. Yes. I feel like that needs to be... Like, I love Denise so much. I'm so scared for her this upcoming season. I hope she doesn't, I hope she doesn't quit. I hope it's not, I hope LVP hasn't created this dynamic where you can just honestly walk off. Not to say that LVP created on Beverly Hills, because obviously Adrian Maloof was the first on that show to just full on not show up when she didn't want to talk about (laughs) it. But I don't, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for this season. I don't think it's going to be great. Yeah, I don't really know. And 
like it just seems like they're adding like tons of players constantly. It's like yeah. you have like seven women, so you don't need Camille clawing to get involved. You don't need Denise. They kept like saying, "Oh, the parties are going to be like Eileen is there, and all these other people. Adrian will show up." It just feels like you guys have a cast. You have two new women. Like, why aren't you focusing on them? Why are we bringing Brandy in? Why are we bringing all these other people in? Like, focus on them. And dig a little deeper into these other people and you'll probably find something. So my gentle response to that would be, I actually like when they have cameos from previous women. I like pretending that these women are actually a group of friends. Mm, and I true. love seeing Adrian. I love like seeing old school Beverly Hills and the his. My problem isn't that they're adding on Denise. My problem is why aren't they calling some of these women? Because based off of a genuinely extremely lackluster second half of the season and like depressingly boring reunion cycle. Why are you keeping everyone intact? Like what purpose does Teddy serve? She served, I thought she served a, a genuine purpose in the top half of last season when it was like Teddy versus the world, like, Teddy Bear versus LVP, like who's going to win? Like I totally understood that dynamic. And then when LVP left, I was like, okay, cool. But nothing is left here anymore. So the majority of the responsibility for like being sort of a shit stirrer, um, not in full agreement with the rest of the cast was left to Camille, which is kind of unfair to make a friend of stand up in like the villain role to that extent. It, mm -hmm. it didn't feel weighted in an appropriate way. And it made me concerned about the dynamic of the group. And now then Camille said she wasn't coming back. Now she's coming back as a friend of, and it's like, why are all of these women who all seem to anoint Kyle as the queen, which is such a weird move for someone who is such a beta yeah. to pretend that she's alpha and then leave them all plus add on Garcelle and Sutton. I'm like, the problem isn't, a lack of people. And I don't think you take out the um, cameos from like the Adrians, the whomever, God help us if Taylor comes back, would love to see oh, it, like in a little it. bit of a cameo moment. But why aren't we taking out some of these like full timers? Mm -hmm. You know, like why are their diamonds staying shiny? Like what have they done to deserve it? That's what makes me nervous about this season. Well, yeah, because now I'm thinking, yeah, we have. Taylor, not Taylor, we have Teddy, we have Erica, Kyle, Lisa Rinna, Lisa Rinna, Sutton Garcelle, Dorit, Dorit, Erica Jane. Yeah. And frankly, listen, Dorit and Erica Jane and even Kyle in some ways could be endlessly fascinating if only we could hear more about those financial discrepancies that are all in the blogs. Like, mm -hmm. you can't bring this shit up in other franchises. Look at how well fucking Margaret Josephs is handling her shit. Exactly. She's like, I'm in debt. I got to sell this land. Before I do, I'm going to throw a drag brunch, and then we're going to figure the fuck out of this. Now, obviously, that is not common to be that open and honest. But the flip side of it is we know shit is going down off camera in Beverly Hills. If you are not bringing the drama to us on camera, I want to see the awkwardness <laughs> of like Tom meeting with his accountant or something <laughs> or somebody even bringing it up. It can't just be Camille bringing it up and then being forced to apologize while crying on the reunion couch because God forbid she's really sad and Dorit being like, people are going to think of poorly of me for the rest of my life. People are going to think poorly for you for the rest of life because a woman chased you out of a pool while you guys were filming a vacation. That wasn't Camille. That was a fucking stranger who then yeah. went viral on Twitter. Like, don't blame Camille for this. Maybe blame your husband or the casino to whom he owes 
hundreds of thousands of dollars. But regardless, why aren't we seeing that? Yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous. And hopefully they see that a little bit. And I don't think that'll ever change, though. Even when Andy brought it up to Kyle about that, like, house. Yeah, the Mauricio house. She shot him a look and was like, no, like, we are not doing that. You're not hurting my family. You're not doing this. And it's like, but that's happening in the press. It's happening in the blogs. It's happening all over the place. Like, how are you going to just pretend like... It's just not happening. It just is boring. Of the three, I think that Mauricio's is least suspicious. The Tom stuff, I find fascinating. The Dorita PK of it all could could listen to episodes of that, watch episodes of that for hours and hours (laughs) and hours. I just hope that they give us some of it because we know what's going on. LVP stands are certainly demanding it, not to say that we should like give in to all that they say, but there is a point to be made that there's shit going on. Your show isn't popping right now. We know that there's actual drama. Why aren't we seeing some of that? You cannot blame Camille for that aspect of it. She's just doing her job. Also, Camille has also always brought it. She brought up all the stuff with Taylor and that entire situation was like brought to light because of Camille. We had Camille, you know, going against Kyle and that was all of season one, basically in a nutshell. Like Camille has consistently been real as much as sometimes she could be. Like I think after being like, called like the worst housewife in history yeah then she I came feel like back she came back Camille, yeah but that's what lisa rinna did like everybody hated lisa rinna her first what two years and then was mm-hmm. like kim's gonna die and then the next season she came back and was like mom's the word i'm not speaking right. i'm i'm a good friend and i'm a good mother and i'm focusing on being a model mom right you know and she so want to fuck up her kids yeah i feel like at a certain point like you kind of see yourself on tv for a little bit and then you kind of course correct but i mean I feel like Kyle's always kind of been like course correcting, like always like uber, uber, uber aware of how she's being portrayed. Erica Jane came on the show as literally a character, Erica Jane. Right. And Dorit, again, is like living as a character in La La Land. So for real, we are pretty much getting that. An unknown origin. (laughs) Yeah. Well, switching coasts, Real Housewives of Atlanta star NeNe Leakes spit some tea this morning to Wendy Williams of all people. So Wendy went on her show today and Jerry O'Connell was the guest and he is shady, shady, shady. She said that between commercial breaks, she ran into her office behind the set. She went to the bathroom and then took her phone out and saw a text from Nini saying, I'm quitting. She said, I'm surprised. And then... So she said, I'm quitting. And then Wendy Williams says, I know something about Nini that will make all of you cry, be sad, and feel bad for her. She's carrying the weight of a huge thing on her shoulders. I'm not going to say it. She's going to say it. But in my opinion, Nini, you need this platform to explain this other part of your life. Forget arguing with them broads. You got that secret, and that secret is going to melt their hearts. <laughs> because when because when she shared it with me, I cried with her. Like, what is this? Speaking of uh, situations where people aren't being honest. And she said it has nothing to do with Greg or, or cancer or health. I don't know if it – did she say explicitly it has nothing to do with Brent or no? Yeah, said it said nothing to do with family health. Nothing implying that it had to do with the kids, but I don't know. And it couldn't have anything to do with, like, the grandkids? Because wasn't there – there's some, like, grandkid shit that's going up in the – one of his – one of what's-his-faces, the first kid, baby mamas, has been suing for whatever, (laughs) saying he's not, like, doing shit, which is hugely surprising. Shocking. Um, And then Nini said on her gram – that she essentially said like that she didn't know why this was happening and that it was a private message. And her rep came out with a statement and said, 
It's been a tough couple weeks, but no decisions have been made. So it sounds like Nini, if she did text Wendy, probably said something that she was just saying in the sense of like philosophically quitting. Like maybe Mm -hmm. she was like, I'm full. I'm like done with this. Fuck that. But she didn't mean like literally done. And then Wendy decided to announce it to everybody. So I looked at Nini's Instagram and she wrote a posted a photo of herself with the caption, who said that? And then Portia <laughs> and Portia commented on it. She did like oh, a fire emoji or something. And a I cartwheel. And then so, I'm trying to see. Let's see if she posted anything in her stories. Oh, subscribe to her YouTube channel, girl. Ladies of success. I'm a huge, huge advocate for ladies of success. Um, she's just fully she's stealing not- candies. <laughs> YouTube situation. They all are like, wow, I can make money from YouTube videos that people might watch for some reason. Here I am. Nini just remembered she needed to participate in some aspect of Housewives since she's not actually on TV. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of think how crazy you text Wendy Williams, like the biggest person who gossips on television in the middle of her show that you have been on, you know, when she films and happened to say that she's quitting and then assume that Wendy wouldn't like say something. It just feels like weird. I feel like if she really meant that as like a friend one-on-one, Wendy wouldn't like go on the show and feel comfortable saying that. Like, I feel like if they were friends, she wouldn't just do that to Nene. But I feel like there had to be a motive as to why she'd reach out to Wendy Williams out of all the people in her life to confide in. Yeah, I think they both earned a participation trophy (laughs) from, like, whatever the fuck happened today. I don't – I mean, honestly, I saw it when it was breaking and I was like, dot, 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 and. Like, the little thought bubble (laughs) in my – in the cartoon life in which I live was like – I mean, I thought she already quit. Based on what I'm seeing every week on Atlanta, Nini no longer lives here. So I don't know <laughs> like what to say. And then to walk it back, it's like, sweetie, I don't know. I don't think this is any kind of trying to get Bravo to pay attention. I think it's maybe just a general call for attention or she's done, but... I mean, we know you're done. This is like snakes out of the bag. This is the snake. Us. We don't. And what's the secret? I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah. And it's going to make like also I know something that will make you all cry, be sad and feel bad for her. Like, OK, just because I might like feel bad for something doesn't mean I like want you on my screen. Like I yeah, we, that's like point. I don't think the two have anything to do with one another. But I think also this could easily be like a Nini thing where people she's trying to like get people to be like keep Nini, make Nini stay. Like I was listening to the Watch What Crappin's Crappy Awards, which was so great. Cool. And it was just like a great show that they did. Love. They have like a live audience. Love, love, love. Anytime they talked about Nini, people would violently boo her. Really? And I have people come on this show saying like, Nini's my favorite. I stand Nini till the day I die. So it's so interesting to see how people kind of think about her. And I I don't know. The season has been really good of Atlanta, and I've really enjoyed it. And I think right now we're going through that, like, who did the audio tape? And it's like, what's going on? Nini, did you make this up? It or seems like she. it went from a recording to audio to who the fuck knows. It feels <laughs> like she's doing it. 
not only to like tarnish Cynthia's reputation, but just as a general call for attention a la today. And I don't, it's not working out for her. Certainly what we're seeing on camera, the edited version or or whatever else does feel like she's pulling shit out of her ass and then is gaslighting people by just partaking in huge emotional manipulations to try to distract us from the fact that like there is no here here you know like there is like I don't whether or not it's audio or a recording or an IG story or a ripped apart friendship contract like this is not (laughs) there's nothing here this isn't any and Nene like we don't care enough like if you're trying to say that Cynthia's a dick okay but just say it that right. just say it. Like you don't need to go around to everybody, and it makes you look like a dick. And Cynthia's like, "What the fuck did I do?" Right. And also, P.S. If Cynthia was shit talking Nini, they weren't good friends at that time. I'm sure they were both talking shit about the other person. The problem here is that Cynthia's trust was damaged by whomever fake recorded her, and yeah. so that I would be incredibly upset if I was Cynthia in that position. But the actual mechanics of, wow, she's a really shitty person and Nini saying in confessionals, now you guys all see what I've seen. I don't see anything. I just see two women who are in a weird (laughs) chapter in their friendship book and maybe the book is like done or whatever, but in the meantime, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter because it doesn't feel like anything exists. And if it did... I think we would have heard it by now. You yeah. know, like literally <laughs> they're filming this a reality show. So like I'm sure those producers were like, Lenithia, yeah. can I please have a copy of that to play? Because we've done that in previous seasons. A la last season, a la the season finale, when they were using audio, which yeah. Candy and Cynthia did not love because they yeah. said it was highly edited. So Nini, you know that like the producers could potentially help you in this narrative if you give them a little. The fact that she's giving them nothing is very suspicious. Sus. Sup. That bitch from Clark is like, what the fuck? bitch from Clark. Well, on that note, we have come to the end of today's show. Sarah, this was great. Oh my God, this was so much fun. I had such a happy hour with you, <laughs> Megan. Well, where can people find you, follow you, listen to your awesome show as I say that as you take a swig of Yes, <laughs> I'm drinking some skinny girl wine. Um, you can listen to Andy's Girls on your favorite Bravo platform. Bravo platform. Your favorite <laughs> That's podca- what podcasting I mean, platforms are, right? For real. Your favorite podcast platform. You can follow me on Instagram. I do uh, Real Housewives and Bravo polls and sassy things and talk shit all day long. Um, Instagram at Dame Galley, Twitter at Sarah Galley. And I have a fun segment on Andy's Girls called Satchels of Gold in honor of Her Holiness Kelly Clorin Ben Simone. One of the best vacations, obviously, of all time history. <laughs> Uh, so listeners submit questions, comments, concerns about all things uh, RH and Bravo at large, and I respond to a couple of them a week. So guys, if you're following me on social, I want to hear your satchels of gold. Let us know. Will do. Slide into my DM. Has Kelly been on your show? She hasn't. I've run into her a couple of times uh, in life. Just living my life. And she is always nothing but kind. Um, and so lovely. I've had several New York housewives on, um, including Lou, but Kelly, I haven't had the honor 
Although she did, the last time I saw her, she was like, oh, did you listen to that pod I was on? And I was like, I did not, but oh, I yeah. heard about it, Kelly Corn. I would love to have, Kelly, if you're listening, which maybe you are. Honestly, great I would chance love that she is. I feel like she's definitely ripping a lot of Bravo pods. Yeah, she is getting out there with her real estate career and her <laughs> IG stories and all of it. I have no choice but to stand. <laughs> all right, proud of you, Kelly. Thank you for coming on, and we will definitely do this again. Amazing. Yay. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. 